Today is Monday, January the 2nd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down everything that happened on Friday afternoon as the Gamecocks fall in the Gator Bowls, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, by a final score of 45 to 38. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. We'll talk my biggest takeaway from the game. Also, we'll hand out some TSUS game balls, talk slap dick of the weekend, and we'll hand out one final cock commander award for the 2022 season as well. Guys, we've got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to six players and you can win to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry, guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. For example, you can take the over on LeBron, partly with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, anything and everything in between you can think of, they have got it. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both in the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. Go down the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code T-S-U-S to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Monday, and more importantly, happy 
New Year to each and every single one of you. The first podcast of the 2023 calendar year. Really excited to chat with you all here on this Monday. Of course, we're breaking down everything that happened in Jacksonville on Friday afternoon as the Gamecocks conclude their season by falling to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish by a final score of 45 to 38. Much more on that in just a second. And on that note, I want to start this year off very similar to how I ended the 2022 calendar year by saying thank you and expressing gratitude to each and every single one of you for the continued love and support. You know, all throughout the season at the TSUS tailgate, you know, whenever I was in Columbia at the watch parties, you know, we felt that love and and you guys showed up and showed out and and truly made us feel special. And we achieved great things. And of course, we've spent the last couple of days reflecting on some of the successes that took place over the previous year. But, you know, we achieved some things that I'm not even sure I could have dreamed up. But uh, Jacksonville and the Gator Bowl was certainly no exception. From the time we got there, you know, the pep rally, the tailgate, being in the stadium, post-game festivities as well. I just want to say thank you so much to all those who showed up, showed out, showed love, showed support. Uh, Also on the merchandise side of things, you know, I thought I'd brought – enough towels, enough koozies, enough stickers, and uh, that'll be the last time I ever underestimate Gamecock Nation, which I can't believe I would even do so because I ran out of merchandise within like 45 minutes of being there. So again, guys, I just want to say thank you all so much. Of course, that was my first ever uh, bowl game in the state of Florida, and uh, what a time it was. What a blast we had. You couldn't have asked for better folks, better people around, better weather. The festivities were incredible. Of course, not the final result that we wanted, Uh, But what a fun time it was last week. And again, appreciate you all, your love, your support, and uh, just an absolutely incredible time. I mean, I I cannot express my gratitude. Words simply do not do justice how thankful I am for each and every single one of you. Again, we're going to dive into the game more so in just a second. Before we do, though, guys, as we turn and flip the calendar to 2023, A quick content update, and also with the football season. Now being behind us, we transition more so full-time into basketball and baseball just around the corner. As you all know, of course, guys, football season's never truly over. Um, Maybe even end of this week, early next week, we will drop the 2023 way-too-early predictions. We're just waiting to see what's going to happen with Spencer Rattler and Antoine Wells before we do that, but... Uh, In regards to, again, the content and the way that the podcast is distributed as we leave the 2022 football season in the rear view, and like I mentioned, transition to basketball and baseball. We have been operating off of a Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast schedule. We are altering that. We are changing that moving forward probably up until July when we dive back into football content full-time, I will say. We are going from Monday, Wednesday, Friday, to now the podcast will be dropped Monday and Thursday. So twice per week now, the podcast will be dropped moving forward. So really what you can expect is your Monday episode is going to be the full weekend recap, the weekend roundup, whether it be basketball, whether it be baseball, what have you. And then Thursday... We'll talk about the midweek baseball game, the Tuesday basketball game, et cetera. Now, the good news is this, of course, the Daily Crow going to continue to operate noon to two, Monday through Friday. And guys, I'll just tell you this. The biggest reason I'm making this change is as I continue to evolve and grow as an entrepreneur, the things that are my top priorities entering 2023 
our flexibility and efficiency, right? And, and I'm also, you know, I'm someone I'm always going to believe in. And I just thoroughly do believe in uh, mass content creation, right? I do believe that's how you grow on social media. That's how you grow a platform. That's how you grow a brand. And that's how you grow an entity like TSUS. With that being said, in this calendar year and beyond, you know, I, I'm really trying to focus on quality over quantity. Again, that does not mean we're going to be scaling back massively in regards to content. But right now, with football again in the rear view and focusing more so on basketball and baseball, I think three shows, three podcasts per week, especially when we have the Daily Crow to supplement as well and to, to, to have into our content offering, right? We're distributing that on the podcast feed as well. I just feel like two shows per week is a much more efficient means of operation. So, guys, if you have any questions, please let me know. But Monday, Thursday is when you can find the TSUS podcast now. And, of course, guys, we'll be talking all things Gamecocks Monday through Friday, noon to 2 on the Daily Crow. You can find that again on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Also, guys, as we move forward, do not forget every single Monday at 440, we jump on with Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. You can check that out. I post the link every single Monday to how you can listen to that. And then every Thursday, I will go on Inside the Gamecocks with J.C. Sherbert and Phil Molinax, and J.C. will come on our show, The Daily Crow, at 115 on Thursdays. Also, guys, you can expect the return of guest interviews. We are going to have guest interviews popping back up on a weekly basis. So again, just wanted to go ahead and get that out there. Some changes already as we go into 2023. Monday, Thursday is when the podcast will drop versus that Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule that we had been on for really the last, I would say, what, six, seven, eight months or so. Now, again, as we get back into football stuff in July, we will go back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because we need that frequency of shows to cover all things South kind of football. But in the meantime, I really believe this is actually going to help us in regards to travel, in regards to efficiency, in regards to you know where we allocate our efforts in regards to making content and, and being strategic with business and merchandise and all that good stuff. So again, wanted to make you all well aware, Monday, Thursday. That is when the podcast will now drop. And if you have any questions, please let me know. And of course, guys, you know, I, I have the option, the freedom to change my mind, call an audible. You know, if something happens and we need an emergency podcast of some kind, we, we will make the adjustment. We will do that. But right now, Monday, Thursday, and of course, guys, at Daily Crow, Monday through Friday, noon to two. All right. That being said, let's go ahead and dive in everything. We're talking South Carolina's 45 to 38 loss to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the Gator Bowl that took place on Friday afternoon, which it makes this show today feel kind of different, right? Because normally the game happens on Saturday. I'm recording the podcast the day after. Of course, with the game on Friday, it's been a little bit since the Gamecocks have played. But we are breaking this thing down in its entirety. Again, 45 to 38, the final score. And I tell you guys this, you know, when you look at this game and I was having this thought right before we went live. You know, it, it's kind of interesting in these bowl games because to say that these bowl games don't matter, in my opinion, would be inaccurate. Because if South Carolina would have won this football game, obviously we'd still be celebrating it today. It would have been a huge deal. But it is kind of a it is kind of an interesting situation to be in where it's like when your team loses a game like this. In a game when so many of your best players have opted out, and I'm not sitting here starting the show off 
making excuses, but I'm sure many of you can relate to what I'm saying that it just, it's got a different feeling to it, right? Like if we played next week, I think I'd be much more upset. I think I'd be much more, uh, you know, frustrated, if you will, and disgruntled coming here on this Monday. You know, I had somebody after the game say, you know, I can't wait till therapy Monday. You know, I don't know that for me, this really has the feelings of a therapy Monday. And I think one of the biggest reasons though, is this, is that you realize that your season's over. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, man, I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm disgruntled. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed, whatever. But you're also like, man, what a year, right? And you start to reflect. And now that it's over, you look back on the season that was and, and all the highs and the lows and the in-betweens and what made it so special. But uh, this game specifically, guys, Gamecocks go up early in the game, 21-7, to was not enough. South Carolina could not hold on to that hot start and unfortunately fall to redeem I'll tell you guys this. Objectively, this was a great college football game. I mean, this was a fantastic game back and forth. You saw special teams touchdowns. You saw defensive touchdowns. You saw great plays from both offenses, uh, a back and forth game. And of course, I, I think one of the more disappointing things for South Carolina was, again, that you got out to that big lead. I mean, I thought, guys, dude, Gamecocks are about to boat race them. I mean, this thing's about to not even be close and unfortunately, you just were not able to hold on, which is so interesting because that went against everything that or really went against a lot of what happened this season, right, guys? Most of the time, South Carolina, if they scored first, if they got out ahead, uh, you know, they were going to win the ball game. If they fell down early, it was going to be tough. But in this one, you get out ahead early and you're not able to hold on to that lead. You look at this thing statistically, Spencer Rattler, 29 of 46, 246, two tutties and an interception. You know, and I thought, you know, you look at the overall team stats, Gamecocks ran for like 60 yards. You knew it was going to be tough to run the football with no Marshawn Lloyd, no Lavoisier Carroll. Uh, you know, you had to deal or you had to rely on Juju McDowell, Christian Beal Smith. Uh, offensive line was missing a couple of guys. And and Notre Dame played well defensively, given that. And I thought, of course, Spencer Rattler was going to have to throw the football 40-plus times. I, I thought he played pretty well. Had a couple of big time throws. What he does moving forward now? How does this? How does this game or his performance impact uh, his decision for the NFL draft? We shall see. But uh, you know, I, I thought with the offensive game plan and, and and Shane Beamer did confirm after the game it was Freddie Kitchens and I, I forget the the name of the other gentleman that called the plays, but I, it just felt like too much east to west and not enough north and south. And I and I understood watching live. I understood what they were trying to do in regards to use the bubble screens and use the screen game as right, kind of like an extended handoff, if you will. But I, I know it made Gamecock fans sick, right, because of what we saw throughout the season and swing pass sat, and it felt like a lot more of the same. Again, guys, you look at the running attack, 65 yards total, three yards per carry. Notre Dame rushes for 264, 5.7 yards per carry. You get out rushed like that, it's going to be really hard to win the football game. I, I think one of the things, too, that's most disappointing is that you had two defensive scores, two pick sixes, and a special teams touchdown, and you still lost the ball game. And, and what that tells me is that South Carolina simply did not deserve to win, right? If you're not able to, I mean, it's really hard, guys. It's really hard to do what I just mentioned, have two defensive touchdowns and a special teams touchdown, three non-offensive touchdowns. It's really hard, right, to put up that type of performance and still lose 
the ball game. You know, my biggest takeaway from Friday, guys, is this. I think Carolina just simply ran out of gas. I mean, you look back at the game, um, Gamecocks played well early with that defense. And, you know, again, you, you don't like to – you don't like to blame the guys that opted out. You don't like to hang your hat on. Well, it was opt-outs. You don't want to make excuses, if you will. But I thought South Carolina's lack of depth. And I think Notre Dame's – I think what Notre Dame showed, too, is their quality depth. I think that shined through, and 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 that made a big difference in the ballgame. You know, again, guys, I look at the game. I'm really not even upset. I, I'm not um, – I, I think the Gamecocks put forth a great effort. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to have moral victory. Certainly, it's not a moral victory. You lost the football game. But all in all, you know, with the guys you had and the opt-outs you had and the lack of depth on defense, again, I think Notre Dame did a great job of exposing you in the second half. When they're, with their run game, the Aldrich Estime kid, fantastic running back, great player. You got to tip your cap to him. And, again, I, I just think all in all, you know, I left that game still feeling very, very confident in the future of South kind of football. Now, again, we'll wait and see in what Spencer Rattler and Antoine Wells decides to do. That's something, of course, we're all sitting around waiting for. And I would expect that we will hear something this week, by the way. But, um, you know, I, I feel confident. I feel confident in what Shane Beamer's building. I think the Gamecocks are still on the rise. Again, I think that was a fantastic football game. Anybody that watched it would agree. Um you know, in a game like that, there's four, five, six different moments that determine the, the outcome, determine the winner, and it's just crazy. Again, I keep going back to this, that you have two pick sixes and a special teams touchdown, and you're not able to secure victory. I mean, it's really hard to fathom that you were not able to hold on to that one, but in the second half, I think your offense obviously doing no favors for your defense. What, you go you go three and out, four or five drives, or like four drives in a row or something like that. And, you know, your defense was just gassed, guys. Your defense was gassed. Uh, also, I thought Notre Dame, uh, again, tip your cap to them, they were a lot better than I expected. I, you know, I thought they were pretty good, but with all the opt-outs, I just I wasn't sure what to, uh, you know, what we were going to get from this Notre Dame team. And, you know, they're a pretty good football team. They got a lot of talent. They recruit well. So Tyler Buckner, he was their starter early in the season for a reason, uh, played really well for them outside of the three interceptions that he threw. But his legs made a difference. 12 for 61, two touchdowns, the quarterback draw, Absolutely killed South Carolina defensively. Also, the outside losing edge contain. I think that's something that will be helped in recruiting, right? You got a lot of these fantastic edge players that they've recruited, and uh, you know a lot of big time players that will be coming in the latest recruiting class and and through the transfer portal as well. Also, Xavier Leggett, man, I want to highlight him. I think sneaky, I think sneaky, one of the best storylines of this South Carolina football season. The way that he rebounded when he was really he was really written off by most of the fan base after that SC State game, after he dropped a couple balls and and they were intercepted, what have you. And, you know, the way that he was able to bounce back in, in the second half of the season, some of the big plays he made, and that that touchdown from Spencer Rattler to Xavier Leggett in the corner of the end zone, I mean, that's I, I think that was probably the best catch we saw all year in college football, at least one of the best catches, one of the best plays for sure of the South kind of football season. Uh, you know, fantastic job from Xavier Leggett, but uh, was kind of a su surprise, by the way, the way Antoine Wells Jr. was shut down, five catches for 30 yards, but not the game that I thought he needed to have for South Carolina to win the football game. And, of course, they don't win the football game. Uh, early turnover by Marion Brown killed you. But, again, all in all, guys, you know, we can nitpick, you know, in, in a game like this, if you win it 45 to 38, hey, it's a great game, great job, you know, highlight all the successes, highlight the things that led to victory. When you lose a game like this, you're picking it apart, right? You're nitpicking everything. And, 
you know, again, I think what you saw on Friday was just a great college football game. I think it was a fantastic college football game. Notre Dame's a good team. And, um, you know, you, you, it was a hard game to pick because so many opt outs on both sides, but you know, you took your best 22 and did what you could. And unfortunately it just wasn't quite enough, but, uh, I I'll tell you this guys, I know many of you, I'm sure there's some of you and I saw you all or saw a lot of people on social media that were, that were highly frustrated and upset. I, I just, I don't have that energy here on this Monday. I'm, uh, I had a blast down in Jacksonville, had a really good time. Um, I think Gamecocks football is on the rise and, you know, bowl games are important. And winning bowl games are important. And when you win bowl games, as I mentioned before, guys, it makes your offseason so much better from, from spring ball to workouts to fall camp to even SEC media days to all the hype that's generated. You know, it's a big deal to win a bowl game. But losing the game in which you did, the way in which you did, losing a game to Notre Dame and, 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 and the fashion in which that game happened, you know, I, I don't think it's anything that 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 – slows down the momentum of what Shane Beamer is building in Columbia, South Carolina. So, uh, again, guys, my biggest takeaway, Carolina just simply ran out of gas. I, I think when you look at this football team and the lack of depth at some positions, it really hurt them. I mean, it really hurt them. And, um, you know, I uh, you know, I, I think all in all, just a fantastic football game that unfortunately the Gamecocks came out on the wrong side of. Let's move into some TSUS game balls. Let's recognize some big performances from the game. I do want to start with Spencer Rattler. Wasn't his best game of the season, but I thought in a game in which you knew you were going to have to throw the ball, you knew it was going to be a struggle to run, I thought Spencer played pretty damn well for you, especially early on in the game. 29 of 46, 246, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, what will he do again for next year? We shall see. That is the big question right now. But uh, Spencer Rattler gets a game ball from me. DQ Smith, of course, one of the big plays of this game, and I'd say of the season as well. What a fantastic play. 100-yard interception return. And one of the more electric moments of the ball game by DQ Smith. Love to see that. And our final game ball or game balls go to Kai Kroger and Hunter Rogers. I tell you, Pete Limbo showing he's worth every single Penny of the extension that USC gave to him. Beamer ball to the freaking moon. I tell you, it's so much fun to watch the Gamecocks on special teams and Kai Kroger. Why not? Kai Kroger for Heisman. Kai Kroger at minimum for QB1. But Kai Kroger to Hunter Rogers on that touchdown catch. Really, really great stuff. Again, fantastic job by those gentlemen and most certainly deserving of the game ball. Let's talk slap dick of the weekend it's got to go to the officiating crew, guys. And Shane Beamer, of course, mentioned it. I'm not making an excuse, by the way. I'm not blaming the officiating. I'm not blaming the refs for the loss or what happened in the ball game, but just abysmal, brutal. And this is coming from, you know, we're, we're this is coming from fans of an SEC team, right? And we all know about SEC officiating and, and how tough it is and, and how bad the SEC officials can be. That was some of the worst officiating we saw throughout the course of the season. So, uh, the officiating crew easily slapped dicks of the weekend. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations, folks. You played yourself. That officiating crew was absolutely abysmal from start to finish. Finally, guys, let's get into the Cock Commander Award. And the winner of this award, as I mentioned earlier, guys, I think one of the best storylines that doesn't get talked about enough in the 2022 season, and that is Xavier Leggett. Seven catches for 78 yards. And two touchdowns. And, of course, guys, he had the big one late in the game. Arguably the catch of the season in college football, at minimum for South Carolina football. Fantastic job by Xavier Leggett. And, again, he is deserving of the final Cock Commander Award 
of the 2022 football season. And guys, on that note, that's going to do it all for me. And, you know, it's just crazy to say that because, again, that's the bigger takeaway for me, guys, is that as soon as that game ended, it just hits you that, wow, the season's over. The, the, The season's over. The 2022 season, the year that was is officially in the books. And again, guys, I want to say thank you all so much for making the 2022 season our our, our 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 most successful by far to this point in the history of the business. I mean, what a year, what a ride it was. Um, and, you know, each year and each team has their own story. And for this team, it was ugly a lot of the time. Uh, of course, the Tennessee and the Sucks games were the highlights. But I tell you this, a team under Shane Beamer that showed resiliency throughout, all throughout the season, just found ways to win, found ways to win, found ways to win. And I know that a lot of times, you know, it it, it was not, we were not winning with the style in which we would have liked to have seen, but a win is a win is a win. And I think the character of this football team and, and again, the guts and the resiliency and the determination is something even after a loss, finishing up eight and five, it, it's something that nobody out there can question. And I know this South Carolina football program is in great hands under Shane Beamer's leadership and just really excited to see where this thing goes in 2023 and beyond. Guys, we've got one voicemail here we're going to get into and then a couple of texts and we will get out of here. Before we do, though, guys, I want to tell you about our friends over at Carolina Cigars because, of course, as always, TSUS is brought to you by our friends at Carolina Cigars. Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Whether you knew the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to come by and visit them. They offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island, and they have special events throughout the year as well. They want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with you their cigar selection they're very proud of and their beautiful cigar lounge. So when you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars. That's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at, at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843 681 8600. That's 843 Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, let's go ahead and get into our one voicemail. Then we'll dive into your text and we will get out of here. So, was last night involved? Do you think that's going to impact our recruiting players committed to the school? Um, I know that it wasn't, I know that we had a lot riding on the game, but and everyone, we had the spotlight on us from beating Tennessee and beating Clemson in the, in the weeks before, but now that we've got this loss from our day, we're right going to track the recruiting and the commitment we've already got. Okay, I appreciate the voicemail, guys. Not sure if you could hear that, but the caller asks, um, does the loss to Notre Dame affect recruiting at all, right? Because now Tennessee, Clem sucks, those wins, 
they're in the rear view. Does this Notre Dame loss for some reason have a negative impact? I, I don't think so, guys. I mean, again, it was a great back and forth football game, a hard fought football game. It's not like you lost 45 to seven. So uh, the Tennessee and the Clemsucks wins will not be forgotten anytime soon. And no, I, I don't think this has any sort of negative impact on South Carolina football and what Shane Beamer is building. I think if anything, guys, and I'm not saying a loss is good, obviously, but I think, you know, Shane Beamer will still be able to point and say, hey, we're going toe-to-toe with a Notre Dame team that was very highly thought of all throughout the season, and we're only a couple of pieces away from beating a team like that. And so maybe he, even, maybe he could even spin zone it and, and use it to help them in recruiting. But no, I, I don't think at all it has some negative impact at all. But a good question. I appreciate the voicemail. Um, let's get into your text. We got a text here that says, do you feel that speed on the outside and the D-line position is crucial for next year as we struggle to contain and catch up on the edges with runs and quarterback runs outside the pocket? Absolutely. You know, I agree with you, and I think that's a great point you make. Um, you know, a lot of these guys that are in the recruiting class, you know, are going to help you, no doubt. Some of these big-time edge guys you've recruited and you've signed – uh, I think they need, they need to make immediate impacts. That was something that hurt you all year, just losing contain on the edge for whatever reason and something you've definitely got to be get, get better at as you sign these better edge players and linebackers especially. Uh, one more text here. Sup, Chris? What do you think Rattler's plans are for the next season after Friday's game? I really don't know. I, I, I wish I had a better answer than that. I, I think there's a lot of reasons that point to why it would be a wise decision for him to come back, but, uh, you know, we, we've heard nothing that indicates one way or the other. And I will say this, if you listen to Spencer Rattler, the way that he talks, unfortunately, it feels very past tense in, in, in a lot of ways. It really does. It, it feels like his career at South Carolina is in the past. I, I mean, I'm not trying to read too far into it. I mean, I, I think... Right now it's 50-50, and Rattler's saying after the game that he's going to sit down with his family, his friends, you know, his coaches, of course, and, you know, sit down with his team and discuss what's the best move for him. I'm sure he's going to try to get all of the information that he can in regards to the NFL draft and where he stands and what his draft prospects look like. But like I said, guys, I, I think it makes a lot of sense of why he and a Juice Wells would come back. I think he could immensely improve his draft stock. I think he'd go in a draft class that'll be much less competitive at the quarterback position. But inevitably, at the end of the day, it is his decision. Oh, by the way, of course, guys, the NIL thing, right? He can make tons of money with NIL. So, you know, we shall see what he decides. I, I, I would think a decision will be coming over the next week or so. Um but yeah, I, I I really don't know at this point. I think it's 50-50. And certainly, you know, the 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 return or not of Rattler and Wells is going to have a major impact on how we view the 2023 football season, which is why I have not dropped my way too early schedule predictions, because that's normally what I do, right, in the first week of the calendar year. And I will do that, but I'm waiting to see are those two guys coming back? Because if they are not it's inevitably going to change how we view this upcoming season. But either way, we'll cross that bridge and we'll get to it. We will see what happens. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. So excited for what 2023 has in store. I can tell you guys this, guys, of course, I've talked to you about it before, but uh, New Year's Eve has become one of my favorite holidays in the sense of, you know, we sit down, take a moment to to decompress and look back and reflect and, you know, just 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 crunching the numbers of what we accomplished in 2022 just – 
I mean, incredible. By far the most fruitful year for the business in regards to merchandise, in regards to social media growth, in regards to podcast growth, in regards to growth all across the board. And I know even bigger and better is in store for 2023. And I cannot wait to continue on this journey with you all. As you all know, the joy truly is in the journey. Again, guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you all on Thursday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.